So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, Monday is the anniversary of the day Roger first publishes famous thesaurus. Then on Tuesday, we say happy birthday, Mr. Potato Head. On Wednesday, the extraordinary stories of the child soldiers who fought in the American Civil War. On Thursday, how King James changed the word of God. And on Friday, what did spam emails look like in 1978? We discuss this and more on Today in History with the retrospectors. Ten minutes every weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I've got enough alcohol for an hour. That's all we need. Optimistic. Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the single... Oh, you're kidding me, you buggers. Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the single greatest F1 podcast that's ever been made. It is, it is good, isn't it? What the fuck is going on? Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the F1 podcast that doesn't need to rely on silly presenter names to get listeners. Ouch. I mean, actually, we wrote that and then I realised Chica and Terry. Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the podcast that thinks it's funny to say fuck and or bugger. That was fun. I mean, Spanish, is bugger the worst word you can think of then? (laughs) Given that I replace all swear words with the word turnip across my media, uh, that was very, that was liberating, it was cathartic. You can let yourself go this evening. (laughs) Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the F1 podcast that also blames Yuki Tsunoda when things don't go well. Leave Yuki alone! Never! Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the podcast that eventually records race reviews. Okay, we're going Ooh. off script now, are we? This is oh, uh, you... this is getting cut out. I'm Richard Spangles Ready. Nice one, Terry. I remember Spangles. And today, with a sense of growing unease and trepidation from a script that I didn't write, we're going to be jumping the shark with this crossover episode that no one's been asking for. We're talking the Fonz in Mork and Mindy territory here, not Ted Danson in Frasier. Dude, update your references. <laughs> I mean, if you listen, our references are about as modern. I mean, I, even I didn't get the Ted Danson and Fraser reference. I looked it up. That's 26 years ago. When F1 go- was great. <laughs> I'm going to be talking about the Mexican Grand Prix. Max Verstappen shocked us all by not getting pole and then shocked no one by taking the P1 that was offered on a velvet pillow by Valtteri Bottas and sailing on to an easy victory. So that's the championship decided now, right? We'll talk about that. Bodyguards, penalties, and some other stuff that isn't in the scripts, and I'm definitely not prepared for. Okay, that's all to come. Joining me is a freelance motoring journalist, but not for much longer, it's Phil Trumans. Hello, Hello. Phil. Hello. Uh, I've got a job. Full-time, proper job, salaried and everything. Which means no no more freelancing for me as in, in a couple of weeks. So uh, I'll, be, I'll be getting that sweet pension job and uh, and all the other things that people with real jobs have. Are you a truck driver? That's right. Yeah, uh, pay me a uh, hundred thousand quid a year. Um, no, um, I've, I've, I'm not sure. Bearing in mind the content on here, I'm not sure if I should say who I'm working for. But it's on my Twitter feed if you want to check it at Phil Tremens Two L's. Uh, Is it MI Five? I can't say. Sainsbury's. Still it's got to be porn, or he'd just have said it outright. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 is it something between MI5 and Sainsbury's? <laughs> I don't want to go into detail who it is. All I'll say is that they are the title sponsor of my favourite football team. So, you know, that may or may not be the main reason that Candy. I decided to go and work for them. 
Yes, that's right. I support 1991 Liverpool. <laughs> but now that you're not freelance anymore, how are you going to spend the time that you used to spend rocking backwards and forwards, either complaining that you didn't have enough work and would starve, or had too much work and were going to have a mental breakdown? I see you've been freelance as well. I'm not really yes. sure. It's going to be a bit weird. I can have a holiday without worrying about how much money I'm not making every single day I take it. I'm quite looking forward to that, but it is going to be a bit strange. And alongside him is a man who blew himself again. It's <laughs> Terry Saunders with blue hair. That's why it's funny. It was That's, blue the colour, yeah. not the action, That's not the very motion. Mu- very much a written joke, that one, isn't it? Yes. Long-term listeners might remember that years ago I had blue hair and I was mocked mercilessly for it. And I just figured I was feeling a bit too happy, so I thought I'd dye my hair again. But now I live in Berlin, and it's quite normal. I was going to say, okay, presumably in Berlin, which is known as the Brighton of Germany, you'd get away with it. <laughs> I mean, it worked for Billie Eilish. Why not a middle-aged, bearded man? This is the I second mean, time Billie Eilish has been referenced on this podcast. Is it? All right. <laughs> yeah, Terry Metter. I'm very relevant. Oh, nice. Well, I was in the same room as her, but I didn't same have colourful hair, so she just... She just blanked me. The, the listeners don't really know what you guys look like, but you, Terry, I mean, you definitely look like you you have a startup and you play hacky sack, guaranteed. My startup, actually, it's a good chance to mention it, it's uh, hacky sack, but without the vowels. <laughs> Hooky sook. <laughs> Hooky sook. Yeah. Hooky sook, which it's is... Not, um, it's not what you think it is. <laughs> it is, no, it, it is, is what you think it, it is. It is exactly what I think it is. It's if you skive off school and you need a, you need a sex worker. <laughs> Uh, Spanners, I mean, what have you been up to since the last time you were on the show, which was never? No, I am a for F1 sake virgin. And asking a, a dad of two middle-aged, uh, middle-aged school, middle-aged, middle school <laughs> aged kids. they dyed their hair blue? <laughs> Matt said he's going to be very generous in the edit. Uh, the downside of being a self-employed freelance content creator who has two children is I'm a very boring dad. It, it's actually a bit insensitive of you to ask what I've been up to. I've just been either doing school runs or sat in a shed talking to myself. Literally, I've turned my shed into a studio. And the more I do it, the more I fear that none of this is real. And that I've just convinced myself that I'm on one of my favourite podcasts, that I create an F1 show. And actually, I'm just surrounded by spades and stuff. And I've gone mad. Although I don't have kids and I've just spent the week dyeing my hair. So, you know, (laughs) who's the winner here? Okay, here comes Listener's Corner, which should go smoothly unless Yuki Sonoda gets in the way. Yuki! Terry's words, not mine. Let's start with the news that Max Verstappen has nearly won the title. Adrian Lovell has done the maths. Oh no, maths is scary. If Max extends his lead by eight or more points in Brazil, the result of the championship is no longer in Lewis's hands. In the situation above, with Lewis scoring maximum points... 25 plus one in all three of the middle east races and max finishing second at each one max is still champion is that it then discuss we will adrian but not because you told us to uh, i i really zoned out during that that wasn't your dulcet tones that was just <laughs> how that was adrian was it okay that Listen needs that needs fine. a caption that's not good for podcasting that needs a you know, you want the caption that comes up that says, if, oh, yeah, if yeah, then yeah. this, you know, AWS, if... Yeah, exactly. If According sixth, to Amazon. Blah, blah, blah. I th- I I've think been doing the... Amazon level. Yeah, go on. I, th- I think this could be the turning point. Something, something in my gut tells me that either I've eaten something dodgy or this might be where it starts to, uh, starts to go towards Verstappen. I, what do you reckon? I think this is it. It's I'm already put my money down. towards Verstappen, isn't it? He's, he's won it. I mean... Let's be honest, we're going to need a couple of races of old Verstappen when he crashes into things, and for the love of him, he's not doing that anymore, which was he's got his one good, hasn't he? He's, he's got all pro and grow Well, not grown up exactly, because he's still a bit of a, a bit of a different a type of <laughs> But he's, he's ironed out those mistakes that he was making a few years ago, and he just seems like nothing is phasing him. To be honest, he's so... And he's what turning is now, 18 soon. So, <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> Is it four or five races to the end of the season, something like that? And he doesn't seem that phased by any of it. He's very, very cool, calm and collected. Is and there it's, still it's four or five races? Sorry. I like mean, that, this yeah. is... A, oh, fuck. I hate this new long F1. Just, it is too this, much. This is yeah. like long COVID, long F1. You keep feeling the effects for way, way <laughs> there, too long. There was a good race in June. I'm still feeling the effects in bloody November. <laughs> And you've just done the race review for that one. Uh, there are four <laughs> races left. I'm just saying, do it on a Monday. There are four races We're left. We're busy. We're all very busy people. <laughs> we, we, have, we don't just live in a shed like you do with kids 
How long does it Wait, take to that go, sounds, that car? That sounds wrong. <laughs> how long does it take, Phil, to go, that car is broadly like other cars of a similar price? I don't do that anymore. I upload stuff and spell check oh, things. Oh, I see. It's okay. got very slow internet in Haywards. <laughs> That's why it takes so, so long. So there's four races left. It is still in Lewis Hamilton's hands because in Adrian's scenario, he's already saying that it's basically going to be a Verstappen win with Hamilton second, Verstappen fastest lap. But that hasn't happened yet. So it it's still in but, Hamilton's hands. But it's four relegation scraps. He's got to win them all. Has can, we see, can we see Red Bull not being super quick at Brazil? I can't see it. I mean, I mean I, we thought, we thought it might happen it. this weekend. We were like, oh, Mercedes get one too. And then, no. It's just as as you were. I think this is it. I think it's the end. And that now they might look. They might get the team's championship as well. Spanners, yes, you. Can I ask a question? I've put my hand up. Sure, polite. But um, I encourage people to say who they're fans of on Missed Apex podcast. But I haven't heard you guys like. I've heard who you hate. But are you a fan of a driver? Are you Hamilton fans? Nigel Mansell. Oh right. Okay. Weirdly, F one is one of the very few sport. Actually, no, that's not true. There's several sports I follow where maybe it's just as I get older, I'm less of a fan of individual teams, drivers, participants. I just like the sport and I'm interested in what happens in it. I have a sort of inbuilt affinity for the British drivers, I suppose, because they're British and so am I. But other than that, no, not really. Phil, that's not allowed. If you're Mexican, you can support Perez. If you're Dutch, you can support Verstappen, but if you're British, that is bias and wrong, and you're. No, you're I'm sorry. To... I'm not going to apologise for my for loving Will Stevens <laughs> and Max Chilton. I was a big Chilt fan. I'm more of a Tom Chilton fan, if I'm honest. I just like the Chiltons. <laughs> what, the the lovely railway. The area just That's outside Reading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I'm a big fan of Nicholas Latifi. He I seems like, like the way a lovely. His surname bloke. sounds. He seems I like, so nice. I like the fact that every time I see him on the telly, I immediately go, who's that? And then that's my... I, I always support the underdog, so the, the driver that I don't recognise, definitely him. Genuinely, if I had to be friends with an F1 driver, I think I'd probably choose Latifi because he seems really nice. And he's got loads of money. I'd choose... I think I'd be friends with Verstappen. Really? Yeah. Because then you're the pretty one. Ooh, <laughs> that's a bit, I mean, a bit rough even it, for us. I mean... <laughs> I We'd never mock his a, opinion. Uh, uh, opinion. I, We'd never mock his face. I've had several. Whiskers, I take sorry. the insult, but you know, let's face it. Anyone looks good next to Max Verstappen. You know, even a congealed doctor would be like, "Oh, who's your friend?" <laughs> I mean, you definitely took that up a level, didn't you, from where I was? But Max Verstappen, look, look, he's a great driver. He is ugly. If there's a ranking of ugly drivers, he's right up there. I, I mean, who's the ugly? Who, Mazepin's got on the grid? a funny old face. Oh, I suppose, but he's got, at least he's got like the kind of nice blonde hair. I miss that <laughs> with my blue hair. Wow, this um, is. <laughs> yeah, it's taking a turn. Yeah. Well, you know, since, um, what's his, who's that one I used to like? Verline. Since he went, yeah. there's oh, not no. really any lookers. He has got good hair. Uh, Giovanazzi says hello. I've, hang on. Mm. I mean, I have no opinion. <laughs> I just like the fact that I imagine that Giovanazzi just texted you. Going, oh, thanks for last <laughs> yeah. night. I think that's a good t shirt slogan. Giovanazzi says hello. And then on the back I mean, of the T-shirt, you just have hair. I mean, it'd be great, because as you can see, he's out of a job in a couple of races. That's about right with our T-shirt schedule that we will have a T-shirt. We'll wait for, we'll wait for the new season, then we'll bring it in. One yeah. season. The reason longer. I asked about your fandom was because there's quite a few Hamilton fans on my podcast, and they have given up. They have completely parked the bus. They've said Verstappen's definitely going to win the championship. They've grieved. They've had like a little ceremony where hang they on, throw hang on, like... Hang on, but you've got a podcast. <laughs> yes, Stop, oh, it's, stop beeping oh, it's it. You. Stop oh. beeping it, editor. Yeah. Oh, I thought I thought we were getting the guy from that other one. Results aside, the Mexican Grand Prix wasn't perhaps the most scintillating race of the season. Wow. Yeah, that's not even hyperbole, is it? We all thought, after qualifying, when Mercedes locked out the front row, that we were set for an unexpected battle royale. But then pole man Valtteri Bottas decided not to bother, with a bit of help from Daniel Ricciardo. Mark Stokes says, Wingman went like Iceman in the first half of Top Gun down to turn one. Bottas has checked out on the team game. Leon Taylor, a couple of weeks ago, I said, wow, Bottas wasn't shit for once. And he wasn't, until he was. Harry James Barton sums up the race very succinctly. Bottas got hit by Ricardo, 
and then spent his entire race behind him. The end. Henry Haler says, Ricardo is more up and down than a kid on sugar. He seems to be doing everything to make McLaren lose third in the constructors. Discuss. I mean, it was a love story, a will they, won't they, and they did. Um, Straight away. I mean, I think there was something something great about Bottas using all of his driver skills to give up his position (laughs) to Verstappen and then getting punted (laughs) by Ricardo straight away. It was the most Bottas thing uh, ever. Yeah, it's like, ah, Mercedes, listen, respect me because I I hold your destiny in my... Whoops, ow! (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Yes, to whom it may consider... Ah, bollocks. (laughs) It did go spectacular. He did so well on Saturday for, you know, getting the pole position. Brilliant. And then, in, I mean, it couldn't have gone worse, could it? What could it? I mean, unless he'd crashed into Hamilton off the start. It's like, okay, no, he waved him through. He waved us up and through like he's not, not for the first time this season. And then immediately got punted. And that was the end of that. And then had a slow pit stop, and then did seven thousand pit stops at the end to try and get the fastest lap. Yeah, it was it was pretty funny that he got punted off by Ricardo, and then came out of the uh, came out of the pits and got stuck behind Ricardo, and then pitted, and then I think was stuck behind Ricardo again for most of the race. Did he just basically spend the whole race behind the guy that had literally just punted him off? Yeah, yeah, and I felt that was an apt punishment for for turn one well, because he did just completely surrender. Speaking of punishments. That attack by Ricardo was very reminiscent of another similar first corner incident that we had not a few races ago, where somebody, where um, Gasly got a big old penalty, uh, and this time Ricardo wasn't even investigated. What was that all about? Good question, Phil. Spanners. I've got an answer. I think in the Perez Gasly, who was on the outside, Alonso. Alonso won. It was Alonso and they didn't care because uh, it's Alonso. No. Um, In that situation, they were all kind of three abreast. Here, Valtteri Bottas suddenly slowed. I I honestly think everyone's blaming Ricardo. That is Bottas's fault. You can see it even if you're in a car or a sim race. If someone overslows like Bottas did it just puts you into the cars behind I'm not sure what Ricardo was meant to have I think we all know that if you drive into a car that's in front of you it's your fault because you should have left a big enough gap and I I think maybe Danny Ricardo needs to read the British Highway Code (laughs) subsection 14 exactly do you think Bottas thought that Hamilton was behind him and that's why he he (laughs) breaks I do do wonder if he was trying to let Hamilton through and it just massively backfired that I mean, that's Bottas's career. But, oh, but also, I do fight. think that Bottas maybe wouldn't let Hamilton through and he was trying to fuck him up somehow. I don't know. That's the kind of cutting-edge insight you get on this podcast. Yeah, great race analysis there. But he only, there's, a, there's an overhead shot of them just after the start line and they've got Verstappen boxed in. All Bottas has to do is not go right and then he just yeah. massively goes to the right. I mean, what he should have done if he knew he was there, which I can only presume he didn't know he was there, is literally just go, it's like, oh no, I've gone super deep in the corner and basically just block <laughs> for Stappen off and just run run him out to the outside yeah. of the track. And, you know, fine, sacrifice your own position, go down to like eighth. But Verstappen's not going to get round either. But instead he breaks super early in Verstappen. In fairness to him, was a pretty good move, yeah. you know, because he went pretty deep. He nearly went off the outside of the track. Um, but yeah, Bottas just made it so easy for him. The inside car doesn't have to make an effort to go to the apex. The inside car can turn when it wants to turn as yeah. long as it makes the corner. So just go deep and just make Verstappen wait until yeah. there's a gap or, or try and undercut. Park it on the yeah. outside of the corner. Get out, yeah. have a cigarette. <laughs> don't, don't do that. And in competitive punnery news, Russell Pointer says, Let's not burrito around the bush. Bottas took a siesta at the start of the race. Max was the chosen Juan. I said it in, like, Hispanic so that it would really land, that one. Sonoda crashed and burritoed. A burn-ritoed. Can't use burrito twice, Russell. That's shit. And <laughs> Lewis said, I'm not sure I want to talk about it. Russell pointed clearly got going out of the Keith They all Russell got out of their the cartels. And did a gangland killing of the tires. <laughs> oh yes. Wow. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, wow. it's it's a it's a reasonable effort, Russell. I feel like you've I feel like you've thrown a loader there, and only a couple of them are any good. I like Anacho. I want to talk about it. That was quite good. The rest of them, uh, I think Keith Russell's position is safe. Although, in fairness, Keith Russell did leave a comment on our Facebook page, and it wasn't that good this week, Keith. So I didn't include it. Sorry. Wacker. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to make any cultural references because I like paid employment. Sombrero. I never get any work from the Mexicans, it's fine. Not going to risk it. In other news, remember the hoo-ha about Martin Brundle's ding-dong with some celeb or other in Texas? Well, F1 has cracked down. From now on, no bodyguards are allowed on the grid, which means Brundle can harass whoever the hell he likes without fear of a knuckle sandwich. Oh yes, that aggressive slight shove that he experienced in Austin. This move appears to have split opinion with some in favor and some saying the celebs shouldn't have to speak to people if they don't want to. What do we think? Hypothetical, what if Kevin Costner is on the grid? That's that's a very broad hypothetical. I mean, no, uh, it's a reference to a very old film. I he played the bodyguard in the eponymous uh, Oh, that was when was that 93 <laughs> oh fuck off <laughs> the other star of that is dead and has been for about a decade That's he was a shit bodyguard he was. wasn't that good was he? Yeah, he, didn't, he completely <laughs> failed to protect Whitney um, I would like if I would actually like Kevin Costner to turn up and then I want Martin Brundle to ask an ill-considered question about Waterworld that would be what I would like He's to looking, it's looking quite rainy out here today Kevin what tyres <laughs> would you have used in Waterworld <laughs> Brilliant. Or just wave paper at him. Have you seen paper? Have you? Have you or, seen paper? Or he'd go, oh, Max Verstappen just nicked the lead. Yeah. Would you call him the Prince of Thieves? Yeah. What do you think <laughs> they should do off the start? Do you think they should go back into the left? Uh, oh, good, good. JFK, JFK. If well, Lewis doesn't win, are you going to go postal? Oh. Yeah. Wow. That's... What was that one about baseball? Field of Dreams. Oh, if you have if you start the race, they will come. What? What? Yeah. I don't know what that is. Brief encounter. If you <laughs> if you build Abu Dhabi in time, they will come. Not Abu Dhabi, the other one. Saudi. Saudi. If you build Saudi in time, they will come. Yeah, that's looking a bit dodgy, isn't it? We'll get to that next yeah, next episode probably. Oh, sorry. Um, I oh, go okay. back to my previous uh, assertion on a previous episode is that Martin Brundle should have the bodyguards and he should be able to strong arm anyone into talking to him. Literally, just like surround him is like you're going to fucking talk to me now motherfucker like a kind of lock stock two smoking barrels kind of bodyguard yeah. as well like not like yeah. lenny mclean yes <laughs> well it's his, it's his turf it's his turf isn't it it's my turf yeah these celebs coming on here if you, you don't want to be counting the teeth that you don't have you'll tell me how you do a rap about this grand prix something i don't know if you don't talk to that stocky man with lots of gold jewelry you're gonna have ankles like johnny herbert <laughs> <laughs> too soon <laughs> I, I do find it like weird if I was a PR of a pop star right now I'd have looked at Austin and gone mm, I don't know maybe not or yes. given them a full brief about F1 so I'm not I'm not sure how productive the whole thing's been I completely oh, no. actually oh, agree no. oh uh, no um, you pit, the pop star you pissed off a bunch of white men in their 40s <laughs> oh no <laughs> what's that going to do to our fan rating oh shit um, I, I completely agree if you're if you're coming to go on the grid you should know if you're on the grid the only reason there is a grid is, a grid is because there are cameras there and they broadcast it on television if you're invited no, that's there, not right the only reason there's a grid is to, for the cars to be there for the start of the race yeah Everything and, w- else. and why are they there for the cameras to be broadcast to the no world. they're there because we all <laughs> we all know the celebrities are the ones that put the tyres on <laughs> And I mean, put the thing in the back of the car to that, start it. This would be brilliant. If you, your celeb guests, yeah. your celebrity guests should have to be on the pit crew for that race. Yeah. Like that one who waved the flag a lap too early. That Winnie time. Harlow. Or then Fennish, she was told to do it. It wasn't her fault. But she should it have had the balls have to, to say no. Yeah, they should have to take an oil sample and do photon correlation spectroscopy in the back between sessions. That's what they should have to do. Yes, and they should at very yeah. least have a national B license. So they understand racing. And there yeah, should be yeah. footage of them and taking beekeeping. it before. Yeah, why not? And yeah, they should have bees on the grid. <laughs> Each celebrity adopts a bee, and they just release a swarm of bees at Martin Brundle. <laughs> the recent F1 fan survey revealed, perhaps surprisingly, that more people like sprint races than don't like them. We've got another one coming up this weekend in Brazil, and next year we're getting six of them. Ross Braun apparently said that every GP promoter wants them, so it could be even more than that. A good thing? Uh, 
No. Have, have any of them been good so far? No. Why do people like them? People are idiots. Is this why we got Trump? Because it sounds good. If you hadn't watched it and you said, did you see that Formula 1 had a sprint race this week? You'd be like, oh, that sounds good. And like all things in Formula 1, the, the idea is sound and the, in practice, it's terrible. I wonder how many people actually watch all the races versus those that watch the seven-minute YouTube highlights or watch it the following year on Drive to Survive. Me? I watch <laughs> the seven-minute YouTube highlights. <laughs> and then we my watch the following year on Drive actually, to Survive and do a podcast about I that I mean, this is, a, this is an entire aside, but my favourite bit about Drive to Survive was the people, probably your podcast actually, moaning about how they'd edited oh. together the race wrong and they'd be like well you saw him turn into turn four and then the next shot he was on turn seven. Oh my god oh fucking hell like, oh it gives a shit <laughs> are you pointing us as like the squares of f1 podcasting and you're like the wild cool kids yeah we don't care kids. we don't even watch the race we just read the newspaper report the next day and then make an yeah. hour on it like we're have i got news for you while wearing our leather jackets and riding our motorbikes i smoke <laughs> <laughs> tell us how wrong we are very i assume you can tweet us at for f1's sake or find us on facebook where for f1's sake on there or email us at wrong at ff1s.com alternatively if you think we're right then i'm having a breakdown but maybe buy these guys a beer uh, that's what these people did isabel araniva who says as a newish fan of F1, I thought I'd chip in to say thanks for reminding me what the best part of being a fan of any sport is, complaining and mocking absolutely everyone and everything involved. Thank you, Fair. Isabel. Somebody gets it. Edward Hales, who says, cheers from Lower Alabama. Thank you very much, have Edward. You any, have you got any rednecks listening to your podcast? I don't think so. No, but we're <laughs> massive in Romania. Wow. Robert McMahon, who says, buying you a pint to have a break from the tequila that Mexico will force down our necks. Keep up the great work on the podcast. I bloody love it. It's better than that shit one. <laughs> Why is this being upda updated in real time? Oh, sorry. I don't think I put the whole comment in. Oh, <laughs> right, okay. Thank, thank you, Robert. I assume. Thank you, Robert. I can't believe I missed out on the whole... There's so many tequila references that I haven't thought about. I haven't even been tequila drinking tequila. Mockingbird? Yeah, that's the one I was going to go for. To kill the tires. We're going to kill our tires. Oh man, we've missed tequila so Neil. I <laughs> was last right. And to, and to celebrate our monthly donors keeping us in beer all year long. This week we celebrate Paul Hewings, Thanks. Michael Perry, yes, Donald Griffin, yes, Thanks. Keith Russell. Pun Thanks. alert. William Boyce, yes. Thanks. Ian Cox. Legend. Mm -hmm. Thanks. And Charlie Fraser. Brilliant. Thanks. And if you enjoy what these idiots do, tell them by going to ff1s.com forward slash pint pint pint. Right, it's time for a wee. Hang on, what about the advert? That's all right, we'll do it, we'll do it from over there in situ. This episode of For Everyone's Sake is supported by NordVPN. Oh. I, I knew that, actually, because NordVPN, of course, allows you to access TV shows, news websites, sport and movies from over 59 different countries by changing your virtual location. You can oh. pay for streaming platforms at a lower price than the one at home. I'll tell you what you're doing. Anyway, it's oh, great. Oh, sorry. You can still hear me. Sorry. It's great for using on public Wi-Fi systems like in airports or cafes to keep your data and email secure. It's lumpy. <laughs> the great thing about NordVPN in particular is that it does this without slowing down your connection. Just switch it on and away you go. Here we go. It's coming back again. Hey, I think there is just something clogging up the works. Right, I'm all done, so I'm going to head to uh, nordvpn.com slash ff1s, or maybe I'm going to use the code ff1s to get 73% off your two-year plan, plus four bonus months for free. But uh, I'm going to be quick, because this offer is for a limited time only. That is nordvpn.com slash ff1s. Phil. Hello. Don't forget to wipe your penis. <laughs> Right, okay, Spanners, yeah. Spanners, you're new yeah, here, so yeah. this is the team section. So if you can do your song, and then we'll get going with Mercedes. 
Uh, yeah, it needs, it needs to have teams in it somewhere. The song? Yeah. If I should stay at Mercedes, Yuki Sonoda would only be in my way. So I'll go to Alfa Romeo. But I'll think of Red Bull every step of the way. That'll do. I think that'll do. Uh, a track where everyone expected the Red Bulls to dominate. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Would that can not do have, as a song? Can we just have the rest of the podcast as white noise? Because we can't top that. See you next week. Bye. They've broken their... I had no idea what was expected. Mercedes Lewis Hamilton finished second and Valtteri Bottas rode the Ricardo gearbox train all the way to 15th at a track where everyone expected Red Bull to dominate. Bottas took an unexpected pole position and proceeded to gift it to Max Verstappen at the first corner. Lewis Hamilton managed to stay in second but never really looked like catching Max. So was Max brilliant at turn one or did Bottas let him through? I mean, we've sort of discussed this already, haven't we? Uh, maybe uh, a little bit of column A, but mostly column B. Bottas basically let him through and Verstappen was like, OK, thank you, bye. And then that was the end Can- of that. Max Verstappen's really good at driving race cars. He is. So, like, and that was the worst possible response to trying to stop someone in a really good car who's really good at driving race cars. Like, you needed the exact opposite of that. I think yeah, you have yeah, to give Max credit yeah. where it's due. I think when they were having the pre-race meeting, they were discussing what to do. I would imagine what didn't come up was like, Valtteri, if you could go off the racing line and leave it for Max so he can just sail straight by all of you, that's probably the best plan. That's probably not what they said. But I think we all know that even if Bottas fessed up and said, I let Max Verstappen through, Max won't accept that. And he'd be like, no, no, you didn't let me through. I overtook you because I'm fucking Max Verstappen. Yeah, I'm you're dumb moron. I'm in the third person. Yeah, you, you, couldn't, you, you, wouldn't, you couldn't let me through if you tried, mate. Hey. Where's he from? Peckham? Yeah, <laughs> Boise. <Okay. laughs> Another reference. <laughs> I mean, Hamilton did well enough to stay second in, in what, apart from qualifying, looked like a car that was nowhere near the Red Bulls. I'm still not quite sure what happened in qualifying exactly, apart from Tsunoda. But um, the Mercedes wasn't on par with the Red Bull. And when you think about that, you've got to say, actually, getting second, it was probably a pretty good result. But, I mean, he's still going to lose the championship now. So, Having listened to and enjoyed this show, I have to say... You have got the best editor on the planet. Oh, yeah, yeah, Big props. We chop the fuck out of this. Yeah, but let me do this in a more cheeky style. I'm uh, I'm forgetting myself. Red Bull! There we go. That was a bit more like it, wasn't it? I I sort of flopped into the Mercedes one. Verstappen won. Sergio Perez finished third, having completely ruled the track at all times, apart from Q3 because of Yuki. Verstappen romped home and opened up with a decent lead in the title race. Meanwhile, the entire city of Mexico City went mad for Perez getting on the podium. But should he have done better? To be fair, it was just the stadium section of Mexico City that went mad for it. The rest of the track, they can't stand him. Um, (laughs) To be honest, this whole qualifying thing, what was going on with the, the, the duct tape on the car on Saturday? What was that about? Don't know. Oh, Spanners, I I any idea? Yeah, I know. I think Verstappen damaged his uh, rear wing somehow, and uh, and so they swapped them. And be- and now before you jump on and go, oh, this is not uh, you know a Weber, not bad for a number two driver, mate. Look at me while I wrestle a kangaroo. Uh, this was really was Perez's gra- fault. That for was that. a great Perez impression. I know. No, that was Mark Weber. That's you not did- a knife. You- this <laughs> is a knife. <laughs> You've deliberately misunderstood. That's not a front wing. Uh, so Perez ruined his own rear wing with that shunt in, in FP1. And so he took the spare. And then obviously when Max needed one, they were where they went, all oh, right, well, we want the spare back. I guess we'd better duct tape one of them back together. Yeah, but that, that's what I don't get. What, so they just, it was broken. So they just taped it together. Was that it? Was it as simple as that? Yeah. Rule one in engineering, if it's not moving and it's supposed to, WD-40. If it's moving and it's not supposed to, duct tape. Easy. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, I guess that explains it then. Um, that explains all that WD-40 next to uh, Kimi Raikkonen. <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> Sick burn. Um, that yeah, is bad. To go back to the question, yes, Perez should have done better. He had a, what was obviously a much quicker car than the Mercedes this weekend, and to still not manage to beat 
Hamilton was not good enough. Am I being too harsh? Agreed. No. But my question is, who was it that Max Verstappen called a fucking idiot? I couldn't quite work this out. Was It was either Perez or it was Sonoda, neither of which yeah. is acceptable. Because Sonoda did nothing Neither wrong. Neither of which were idiotic. Um, to be, well, actually, Perez probably did fuck it up. Like, why did Perez go off? Like, there was no reason you know for him to go like. off. Did he? Was he just driving along and sort of saw another car go off? He's like, oh, I'll do that. That's what I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yes, we've seen you cart. That I mean, was, I did, yeah. I did crack a rib, but, you, you know. You didn't. You, you very lightly crashed into a barrier and then missed the last race and cried a little bit. Very lightly crashed into a barrier. I think you're fine. They had to rebuild that barrier, if my memory serves correctly. They stopped the session. Sorry, I'm misremembering. I was there. I was there, by the way. That was my event. I'm misremembering. What they did was they actually had to pick your ribs out of the barrier, put them back in you, and you you said, no, no anaesthetic. Save it for people who really need it. Yeah, I said, I need to finish this lap. And then I tried to finish the lap. It really fucking hurt. I should have (laughs) said you were still driving as they were doing that. It was yeah. almost it was almost exactly the same as when Grosjean crashed in Bahrain last year. Only I didn't make such a fuss about it. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Should we move on? Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably for the best. McLaren. Lando Norris finished tenth and Daniel Ricardo, Ender of Bottas's, finished twelfth. Oh McLaren, how long ago does Monza 1-2 seem now? Lando started at the back, having changed his bits, while Ricardo steamed into Bottas at the first corner, spun him, and then proceeded to stay ahead of the Mercedes for most of the race. They're now behind Ferrari in the constructors title. Where's it all gone wrong? I don't really know. Do you remember when everyone was going, hey, Norris is fucking amazing, isn't he? He's done nothing in the last few races. And Ricardo isn't as shit as he was, but is now making silly but mistakes. S- but still shit. I well, he's not, I, he was not slow like, now, but he's just incompetent just now. Shit. He's forgotten how to... He can drive fast, but not well. <laughs> it's one or the other. It's like he's, it's like he's got wishes from a genie. <laughs> Ron Dennis came out of a bottle and said, you've got two wishes. And he went, right, I want to be able to drive fast... And I'd like to win a race, bizarrely. And they went, right, those things, you're done. <laughs> That's verbatim what he said. I'd like to win a race, bizarrely. Yeah. Yeah. Last yeah. time I suggested that Lando Norris might be, we might be getting a bit too excited and actually Ricardo was going to get better in that McLaren. I got yelled at by a former F1 driver, so I'm not doing that again. Who was the driver? That was Jolian Palmer. And since then, oh. Ricardo's been quite good and Norris has been a bit... Ooh. Oh, that's oh right. was this when you were on the telly? You, you guessed it. No, you guessed it on another minor podcast, didn't you? Yeah, um, a little known podcast called Checkered, Checkered, Checkered Marker, I think. Checkered... Checker your grid. I don't know. I deliberately said their name wrong as a kind of power move there. Yeah. I don't know if you like that. No, I, I, yeah. I don't know what I don't know what you're talking about. Didn't, didn't work. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. I mean, we've been we've been hanging out with Palmer for many years. You know, we're big fans. Um, I don't know. I, what, I don't really know what's happened to McLaren. But they 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 just designed a car that was only suited to tracks for the first three quarters of the season. That was their strategy this year. Maybe that was it. Maybe all the parts... Expi- you know in the Formula 1 game where it says, oh, this part needs replacing, or you've got to give more R&D. I reckon it's like that. All the parts have just gone past they've the maxed, They've maxed out their tree. All their tokens are full. <laughs> I've got a theory. Uh, remember how Force India used to just come out of the box all guns blazing, and then they would just get gradually worse all season? Maybe McLaren's suffering a, a lighter version of that, where they came out with a great package, and they've just not developed great. Oh. Which makes sense, but also Alpine have done that, and um, also, Aston Martin, also, fact, and they're all not fact, that great. Yeah, all of the teams have got have got shitter. Which means, <laughs> well, I mean, I guess Ferrari are the team that are doing better by not getting shitter. But it seems that all of the teams have just got shitter. I wonder if we'll find out at sort of pre-season testing next year whether it turns out the Ferrari have just been going absolutely full pace on developing this year's car, and everybody else has given up, and they've just been putting all those efforts into the twenty twenty two car, and we're going to get. We're going to get to testing, and the Ferrari is going to be unfathomably slow, sort of Mastercard. Which Lola would be slow. amazing, especially if they went. We put all of our engineering into this year's car to finish fifth and sixth. <laughs> oh, glory yes. days! After several people ahead of us failed to finish. Yeah. Wait a minute. I've not said Ferrari yet. Say it. Ferrari. Say it. Charles Leclerc fifth. Carlos signs in sixth. Ferrari had a fairly solid result. If you factor in McLaren being nowhere, Gasly beating them comfortably, and Sonoda being taken out at the first corner. Still, they've got third in the 
title race now and we can see them losing it again. So shall we continue damning the richest team in F1 with faint praise? Yeah, I wouldn't even call it faint praise if I'm honest. I mean, I think they probably will hang on to it because McLaren don't look like... I haven't seen any signs of McLaren going, right, next couple of races, we're going to smash it. Um, Ferrari look to be doing just enough to sneak ahead of them and they'll stay there because why would they put more resources into it? If they can stay ahead of McLaren, that's their only goal for this year. They're not going to catch Red Bull and Mercedes, are they? So why do more than that? It's Ferrari, isn't it? What's the point? What's the point of getting excited either way? I mean, Leclerc just... He's a good driver, but he's never going to win with Ferrari, is he? And Sainz, Sainz, whatever his name is, I just, just can't care. So I, I don't really like Ferrari. I've, I've always hated this, um, oh, everyone's a Ferrari fan, even if they're not a Ferrari fan. And, uh, oh, F1 can't survive without Ferrari. I predict that Ferrari will never be good ever again, that we've seen it. We've seen the peak of Ferrari. When was the peak I don't of agree with that. I think, I think Ferrari are in a comfortable 30-year cycle. Where are they in that cycle? Are we We've saying got about another the, twenty years left? Yeah, because the peak was well. Actually, the peak was when was the last title they won that with Schumacher? Four oh four was it? I mean, they did the Raikkonen fluke, so I think it was the last Schumacher. So oh four. Yeah. So we're about fifteen years in. So you know, I another, another fifteen, 15 years, years of shititude. Yeah, and then they might be. They good were okay at the turn of the century, but not really since. So was so were bootcut jeans. Well, they're back. Probably, I have no idea. They might not be back. They're not back, aren't they? I have got like, I've got a garage full of them. <laughs> as long as skinny jeans die out, because I am fed up of looking like a lollipop. I, I tried them and decided that I don't have the legs or the ass for them, so I got, I got rid of them. Baggy again now. I do have the legs for skinny jeans. You, well, so. you wear blooming meggings, jeggings, whatever they're called. I do. Yeah, I do. Wear and you look amazing in them. In fairness, why don't we sell branded jeggings? Oh, uh, we do. <sighs> do we? Oh, not we. Terry Brand. <laughs> FF1S. Fucking Meggings. <laughs> I feel like I've interrupted a date. That's right. That's, that's, what, this, that's what this podcast this is, is like. like. a date. This is like a marriage. <laughs> Aston Martin. Oh, I always got about Aston Martin, aren't you? Oh, you got to fucking marry it then. Oh, fine. The pro-am partnership of Lance Stroll and Sebastian <laughs> Vettel outpunched themselves again in Mexico. Sebastian Vettel reminded us all of his four-time world champion status by finishing seventh and actually thinking that was a good result. Stroll, however, barely bothered which of these drivers personifies the Aston Martin brand of laid-back CAD. Sorry, that was posh people speaking the, uh, in the script there, Terry. Who is the most Aston Martin? Probably Vettel. Even though he's German, he loves. he's quite an Anglophile. Mind you, Lance Stroll He is... looks better in a tuxedo. Oh, bibs. Sorry. Lance... Gotta take the bibs out. Bibby, bibby, bib. Bib, 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 bibs. Bib, bib. Fettel is quite an Anglophile, and he's been much more chilled out since he was terrible. Whereas, like all good Brits. <laughs> exactly. Whereas Stroll... I don't remember much about Stroll over the past year. What's he done? I keep seeing him in promotional films, like all the Bond stuff that came out in the last few months that had Stroll in it, and he just oh, looked like he couldn't be asked. Hair. He has. He's he got has. The worst hair. For a very For wealthy man. someone with man, that much money, he could have a better haircut. And I, I spend money on haircuts. Spanners, how much do you spend on a haircut? Oh, thirteen pound, like a, quite a posh one. I get like an eyebrow trim and everything. Turkish barbers, yeah. Oh yes, uh, the way to yeah. go. Mm. I've actually up my, I've got, I've gone to a new guy and he's twenty six pounds, which is expensive for me. Whoa, that is London well, prices. Got, that I there. don't live in London, so that would be weird. But no, London prices is what Terry used to pay for a haircut. Mm. Sixty pounds <laughs> worth every penny. Did you well, notice that's not the, with colour. That's not with colour. Colour is a lot more. Did you notice the little billionaires club at the back for most of the Grand Prix? There was like Lance Stroll, 16th, Latifi, Mazepin. And you're just like, well, I'm glad they've enjoyed their, their day out. You know, I mean, if, if you pay that much for a track day, you know, I'm, I'm glad fairness, they all got to, to go round together. If I had billions of pounds, I would absolutely pay for myself to get into F1. I mean... Fuck it. But I'd have you, billions but, of pounds. I wouldn't care. I'd be like, I'm going to do everything I can to get a seat in Formula One. Even at your age? Even at my risk. age. I'm still not the youngest. I, if I joined now, I would not be the oldest man on the grid. Oh, no. no I mean, now, what about uh, next, next season? Next season what? I will be, yeah. So I'm the same age as you then. <laughs> are yeah. you 41? I am 41. We're all 41. We're all 41. Yeah, this is, <laughs> we are the prime demographic for Formula One. <laughs> Between us, we can maybe afford 
one hublo. Hublot. 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 Alpha Tauri, Pierre Gasly, fourth, Yuki Sonoda didn't finish after a crash with Ocon. Poor Yuki Sonoda. So often he's fairly blamed for being rubbish, but this weekend was looking really good. And he made it to Q3 to be a tow machine, which is where it started to go wrong. First, he was unfairly blamed for Verstappen and Perez ballsing up their final fast laps. And then in the race, he was punted off by Ocon. Ah, well. Uh, yeah, we've we've talked about Sonoda, hasn't it? He's been shit for most of the year, very disappointingly, because I had high hopes for him. But this week, he was actually looking pretty good, all through practice and qualifying, and then just everything went badly. And and he got he got thrown under the bus wow. by Horner and old um, Marco as well. Yes, both saying he was a, a right completely idiot. unjustifiably. I mean, that's like. Pick yeah. it, it's literally picking on the smallest man on the grid. I've just been going, Meh. he did nothing wrong. They've got, they've got between them, they've got such three eyes for for Verstappen <laughs> that they just couldn't, they just couldn't see that maybe Sonoda didn't do anything wrong. No, I fucking hate that. I hate all of Red Bull. I hate Red Bull. Which do you hate more, Ferrari or Red Bull? Red Bull. Ferrari are just like, oh god, it's like Ferrari's like looking at a. It, there's a dog turd in the street because someone's not picked up their dog turd. That's Ferrari, and. Red Bull are the people that their dog shits and they don't do anything about it. Like everyone in Berlin, no one picks up their dog. Oh, really? And Ferrari are the dog turd. I feel like Britain's actually got much better in the last 20 years about picking up poo. You don't see so much of yeah. it on the streets these days. There's a lot of good things about Britain that aren't good about... Also I mean, smoking. Germany, a lot more people but... in Germany seem to smoke. Oh, we all smoke here. I'm smoking now. <laughs> we all smoke here. Everyone smokes. It's part of the... Mm. Uh, do you know, I actually heard... The... Okay, here's my little fact. Someone told me in a pub whilst there was dog shit everywhere that the reason that smoking is such a big thing in Germany is because the Nazis tried to ban it <laughs> which is actually very progressive wow but then when the Nazis went they were like well anything the Nazis did is wrong so we're going to fucking smoke our fucking shit off well Edward Hales I hope you're happy with your the money you spent on the pint that's what you that's what you get exactly what you I forgot for. to say I was actually in Germany last week I should have used that as my uh, should have used that as my what I've been up to but, um, I was in Britain last week, so we've yeah, we've I completely missed you. I came around and knocked you, weren't there? Yeah, I was I was in Aywood Heath. Oh, this is terrible. Getting the bibs out. Oh. I was in a shed the whole time. Oh, bless you. When did you last? When did you last leave your postcode, dude? Like, it's, uh, don't make me cry. Well, I, su- I um, assume I assume when you were on Miss uh, not Miss Apex, what's the other one? Checkered flag. I assume when you were on Checkered flag, you went to the race like they all do every race. It's smoke and mirrors. They they were. They were all in a, they they were all in a shed in Cardiff. They don't go anymore. <laughs> Not even your mate Joe Saywood goes to the races, does he? He's just in a, he's just in a care home. He well, couldn't get in. He couldn't sometimes, get in sometimes he goes to the race. Sometimes he stands outside and sort of peers over the fence. Uh, My best friend Joe Saywood, who comes on the podcast to basically yell at me and tell me yeah. I'm wrong once a month. It's lovely. Say what? Alpine. Old man Alonso sauntered into ninth place and Esteban Ocon was in 13th place. Alonso, who is looking increasingly like a middle manager in a sales agency on a Palmer Sport track day, is living out his third or fourth career in F1, scraping around the arse end of the points. What is the point in Alonso? I didn't write all of that. That's not all me. It was all you. What do you feel? (laughs) It was in my heart. You put it. You gave me the words. You gave me the words. It's like a Disney movie. I don't. I don't watch any Disney films. Um, I what don't Disney know. movie would Alonso be? What's the the Day of the Dead one what's, from a few years ago that I haven't seen? What's that Disney film about a really grumpy Spaniard? <laughs> Rat- Puss in Boots. Ratatouille. Oh, Disney's Armada. Disney's <laughs> <laughs> Armada. Uh, I don't know where this is going. Um, I don't know why Alonso's back. Why is he back? He's never going to get a good car. What's he doing? Okay, here's the argument. If it is about the best drivers at their peak competing for the very uh, best of a driver championship, no. Don't have Alonso, don't have Raikkonen, don't have those people. If it is basically an engineering contest with some soap opera thrown in, then have Alonso. He's such good value. The, I love the way he's playing the victim. Everyone, everyone is against me. All the stewards are... I love it. Play I to the ref. Ag- I do agree with that entirely. But what what's annoying with this year is he's been quite he's been quite absent as well, really. There's not been that much. I mean, there's been a couple of moments like that with the stewards. But 
honestly, most races you don't even know he's there. That's what I hate. He needs to step it up a bit. You do, you do you know, want, want yeah. Get, you even want Peak Alonso where he's slagging everything off, or you want him to show you, the yeah. fact that genuinely he is a really good driver, and we haven't really seen that much of it this year either. There's been no chance this year for him to sit in a deck chair, and that's <laughs> what's missing from Formula One 2021. What about when he bravely battled the back of the grid Alfa Romeos at Cota? Was that not an instant classic? I mean, it was entertaining, but it was just kind of like it was like an episode of Last of the Summer Wine. Oh, reference. <laughs> it's true. I think Compo. everybody who was in that show is dead now. But no, never mind. It, it was more like the Mighty Ducks 2. I think it's the Mighty Ducks 2, where they forced the good players to play against some like street hockey guys to like get them back in it. And it's like, no, you fight the Alfa Romeos and you find that fighting spirit again. When I was a kid, I got the film The Mighty Ducks confused with Howard the Duck. Okay, no. And in Very. my head, that film mm. is great. The crossover <laughs> possibilities are considerable. Alfa Romeo, this is actually good. Kimi Raikkonen, eighth. Antonio Giovinazzi came handsomely in 11th place. Uh, Kimi Raikkonen had his best race of the year, finishing eighth. And Giovinazzi is a horse's head in his bed, away from being forgotten. Talking of has-beens and nowheres, Terry and Phil, what do you make of Alfa Romeo's season? Harsh. Wow. Wow, true colours shining wow, through you there. Wrote that didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Wow, really? You're really you're setting me up and just yeah, okay. What okay. is the point? I, I mean, see. at this point, is Alfa Romeo is just a holding company looking to flip Sauber? Is it not? Like, what? What's the point of them? They're just yeah, they're just an offshore company uh, set up just to avoid paying tax on the deal. I think. Oh, well, they're in Switzerland. They're, just, they're, they're knocking a wall through. They're making the extending the kitchen. But they haven't got planning permission, oh. <sighs> they, and they've got a tenant. They've got a tenant they can't get rid of. Kimi Raikkonen, he'll be there forever. Squatters' rights. They've left in the avocado bathroom, so it's a dead giveaway. <laughs> Everything in there's IKEA. Um, you, I thought when Alpha took over that they were essentially going to become Ferrari's Alpha Tauri or Toro Rosso, as it was then, and that they were going to bring in all the Ferrari junior drivers, and they're not. I don't know what they're doing. And instead, they brought in the Ferrari senior driver. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they look like next. It's like a Ricardo Alberetto driving next. It's year. a retirement home for F1. It's basically a Formula E team at this point. Where, where they, but they not as get, quick. They, they look like they were going to sell them to Andretti, and now that's not happening. They're, they're presumably like happy to flip it if anyone will pay them the money they want. What's the point? Why are they there? What are they doing? They're not even a proper factory team. Like Alpha, just stick their name on it. They're still Sauber. Like a lot of teams in Formula One, I yeah. think it, over the years you could ask, "What's the point of you <laughs> do, being here?" Now you're here. Let's have a little appraisal. Was it worth it? Yeah. What? What's the five-year plan for Alfa Romeo? There isn't one. To not be there. Yes. yes. The plan it's, is to escape. It's to sell it for hopefully not too much less than you paid for it. I don't understand. The only but, you know, way well, to make well done on their the best result of the to, season. The only way to make money in F1 is to start off with more money. You've really nailed that quote. Well done. You don't... The yeah. way... You've got to finish first to finish. You must... <laughs> mm. Mm. Fine <laughs> Jedi will you be. <laughs> Williams. Into a wall. You must crash. There's no P in F1. But Williams. there is an I in Pi. <laughs> Williams! George Russell, 16th, and Nicholas Latifi, 17th. Williams, Wontiums, George Russell, <laughs> jeez, is back to Super Saturday, shitty Sunday. Can he smell blood from a broken Hamilton? That's the best joke we've ever done. <laughs> Wontiums. <laughs> Wontiums. We, we've got to do a t-shirt for that. That's amazing. Why have we not done that before? That's brilliant. <laughs> Russell had a cracking qualifying again and then predictably dropped back down the order in the race again. He's only missed a Saturday because he's not that good on a Sunday. Discuss. Well, what's going to happen next year? Because let's, let's face it, Hamilton next year is either going to be... I mean, depending on, obviously, how good the Mercedes is in the new in the new pecking order, is Hamilton, you know, is he is he on the way out? I mean, well, he's obviously on the way out because he's old. But yeah. is, he, is he broken... Will Russell beat him, or will Hamilton come back next year and thrash the boy George? Boy George. Boy George. <laughs> what have we come, not done that? Come, come, oh, come, my come, God. Um, to address your points, I think Hamilton will pretty much wipe the floor with Russell. 
because I think Russell is. I think, I think Russell is very good, but I don't think he's as good as everyone's making him out to be. I think Hamilton is extremely good. I also think Verstappen is extremely good, and that's the reason Thanks why. Thanks for your insight. Yes, and that's the reason why we've had this the, these close battles at the top. That's go. the reason why the results are as they are because yeah. everything is a pecking order and there's a is a, yeah. a meritocracy. Is that the word? That's meritocracy. Meteor- that's the word I'm looking meteocracy. for. Meteocracy. Yeah, I mean Formula that's, One. That's at the end the of the day, the best drivers in Formula One get the most points, and the people that get the most points win. What do points mean? World championships. <laughs> we have no idea how good George Russell is because yes, he's been do. fighting bums. So we don't know. Well, him. I mean, his private what? life is his own business. He's been fighting bums. He's just like some boxer who's just been like, oh, look, that guy, he's fighting for he's fighting for vape money, and then he's knocked him down. We've not really had a chance to assess him. So calm down. It's, and I let's mean, see how he does. We've seen him in we've seen him in Formula Two being pretty good against, you know, such powerhouses as Alexander Alban and Lando Norris, who in fairness right. is is alright. Yeah. Um and then, you know, he's absolutely destroyed Nicholas Latifi and then when he got his chance in the Mercedes he was pretty good against Valtteri Bottas no okay I see what you I see your point okay we have no idea yeah. how good he is Haas Haas <laughs> <laughs> uh, Schumacher finished bins. 16th and Nikita Mazepin finished last everyone thinks Mazepin is a dick uh, discuss Yes, even his engineer, it seems. I can't remember exactly what he said, but Mazepin wanted to overtake Schumacher in, was it in qualifying? I can't remember. Yep. And he said, and they said no immediately. He said, are you serious? And then he went, no, fuck, fuck off or something. I can't remember. I'm serious. Fuck you. I hate you yeah. and oh your dad. Oh my God, you guys are such haters. What about that time that he did that joke with the door that one time that people told him to do? What, don't, don't remember? What, when he, he shoved the, his knob in a door? He did the fuck smash joke with the... Oh, with yeah. Steiner. No, Is you can't Steiner? You can't atone for that. You know, Hitler was a good painter. It doesn't mean we like him. No, he did that one good joke his PR made him do. Come on, guys. Get get it together. That makes up for everything. I don't think Hitler was that good a painter, if I'm honest. It's better than me. Overrated. <laughs> yeah, disgust. Yeah. <laughs> he is definitely overrated. <laughs> All of which brings us to The Standings with Terry Saunders. So this week, Max Verstappen, when asked about the championship fight, said the great quote, I don't believe in momentum, which I don't think was about the uh, Corbyn labour years. So I thought, what else do drivers not believe in? So first place, I don't believe in momentum is Max Verstappen. I don't believe it. It's Lewis Hamilton, big fan of one foot in the grave. Um, I don't believe in myself, mainly, as Valtteri Bottas. Um, do you believe in life after love, as Perez? He's a share fan. I don't believe in Father Christmas anymore. What happened, Lando? I don't believe in blank, is Charlotte Leclerc. Uh, I believe in a thing called love, says Carlos Sainz. I believed and now I'm finishing 12th again. You can do it, kid. It's Daniel Ricciardo. I don't believe in my memories, is Pierre Gasly in ninth, because he won a race. He really did. I don't believe that you don't believe in me. It's Alonso with his... Trademark confidence. I believe I can fly, says Esmond Ocon, and I don't believe that, says Sebastian Vettel. I don't believe you don't have a price, says Lance Stroll. I'm a believer, says Sunoda. I believe when I fall in love with you, it'll be forever. That's George Russell talking about Nicholas Latifi. I don't believe I'm going to quit, is Kimi Raikkonen. Then I saw her face. Now I'm a believer, is Nicholas Latifi about George Russell. Hey now, <laughs> hey now, don't dream it's over, this is, is Giovinazzi, which doesn't have believing, which is why he's out of a job, idiot. Tremendous. There's not enough crowded house on this podcast. It's too crowded for me. <laughs> now, the constructors. So, um, the race was in Mexico. So I thought I'd find out what words have all the letters of Mexico in and then tie them to a team. So Mercedes, number one, with complexities, because they're a very complex team. Exclamations is Red Bull, because they shout a lot. Exceptionalism, that's Ferrari, because of, you know, the rules. Um, Exothermic is McLaren, because they overheat. Exorcism is Alpine, because they're trying to get rid of Alonso. Um, Xenodocitum, I haven't looked up what it means. Uh, It's Alphatari. Toxaemic is Aston Martin, because uh, toxic masculinity of James Bond. Plagioclimaxes is Williams, and that's how, that's how... Sexto decimos is Alfa Romeo, which is something to do with Harry Potter because they're all good. And now for the man of the match of driving.
Pierre Gasly. Mendoza. I see. What's this coming over the hill? Is it a fill quiz? It is a fill quiz. Yay! Everyone's favourite section. Probably we've not had any feedback at all, but I'm assuming everybody loved it. So once again, it's Phil Quiz based on the Mexican Grand Prix, sort of. Yuki Tsunoda was much maligned, perhaps unfairly, by basically all of Red Bull last week. He is, of course, a former member of the Red Bull Junior team. And that's what this week's Phil Quiz is all about. I'm going to give you each in turn the name of a racing driver. And all I want to know is, was he or she, it's all men, a member of the Red Bull Junior team? No Googling, hands where I can see them. So without further ado, let's play Red Bull or Dreadful. Doesn't really work, but I couldn't think of anything else to rhyme with it. Terry, first of all. You're I was not in the Red Bull Junior team. No, that's team. not the start. I'm just addressing you. Dreadful. <laughs> dreadful. <laughs> I want to know, was this driver who drove an F1 a member of the Red Bull Junior team? Sergio Perez. No. The answer is, no, he was not. One point to Terry. Yes. He didn't say dreadful. That's all right. It's, it's the very loosest of title answer oh, relationships. Fine. We're not professional. Well, I'm going to do it properly. Oh, fine. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Dreadful. <laughs> Spanners. Hi. Your driver is Mark Webber. Dreadful. Does that mean no? Yeah, it's <laughs> I'm sticking to the rules that you laid out, Phil. Uh, they're, they're kind of loose. No, he was not. He was not a Red Bull Junior driver. One point each. Round two. Terry. Go. Narain Carthacayan. <laughs> yes, Paul. <laughs> yes, Paul. <laughs> the answer is yes, he was a Red Bull Junior driver in 2004 wow. when he competed in the World Series by Nissan and he went on to drive for Jordan and HRT. One point to Terry. Spanners. Hi. Karun Chandok. Dreadful. You're saying no. And you are correct. One point to Spanners. It's two points each. We're going into the final round. It's all on this. Terry. Mm -hmm. Max Verstappen. Oh, you are awful. Oh, you <laughs> but are awful. I like one. you. No, he wasn't. Terry says no. The answer is yes. He was. No, he wasn't. For one season, he, he was in the 2014 Formula 3 European Championships. He was in the Red Bull Junior team. No, he wasn't. He was. You got him. You got him. He was. He wasn't. He was. You got the bugger, Phil. You got him. He was. Yeah. Bullshit. Yes. Bullshit. He was. I will. I quit. <laughs> That's, well, you could still win. You got no points. Oh, well, actually, you can't win. You might draw. Yeah, I've put the ball down on the spot and I'm feeling confident. Spanners. Hi. To win it, Sebastian Bourdais. Bourdais. Red Bull. Bourdais. Bourdais. You're saying Bourdais. he was Bourdais. in yeah. the Red Bull Junior team. The answer is that he was not in the Red Bull Junior team. He was just oh! Australia for America. It ends 2-2. It's a spectacular draw. I don't have a tiebreaker. We'll end it there with disappointment for everyone because that's what F1's all about. And now it's time for the State of F1 with Terry Saunders. So the fastest lap point rule is one of those classic F1 rules that kind of sounds like a good idea if you forget that if there's anything F1 is good at, it's ruining anything that isn't entirely nailed down. <laughs> in spirit, the fastest lap point should be about daring do and the best driver getting the most out of the car and being rewarded. But what actually happens is all the teams do their sneaky data stuff and ruin everything. Normally the fastest lap rule is about the shittest driver in the top four dropping back but still having a pit stop gap to fifth place so it gets an easy fastest lap on fresh tyres. And this week, Bottas took 47 pit stops and used up all of Paredes' fresh tyres just so that he could get the fastest lap. But being out of the top 10 meant he wouldn't get the point. It was just to stop Verstappen having it, which is all fine in the rules, but Christ, it's shitty behaviour, isn't it? But don't worry, I have a solution. 
It's simple, really. In my universe, you can have the fastest lap point, but you can't do it on new tyres. The fastest lap only counts if the tyres are at least 30% into their Pirelli life expectancy. This means that no nipping into the pits for a glory run, and it will also mean, in classic F1 style, that the fastest lap of the race would not actually be the lap that gets the point for fastest lap, which would mean there has to be two statistics, and it will give AWS something to work out. Fucking hate it. There, discuss. Right. I'm, I'm actually going the other way. I'd say that trying to go for the fastest lap on a new set of tyres should be compulsory and that every driver should have to do it towards the end of the race. Oh, that's actually quite good. <laughs> yeah, so you get like two laps to go. Or they're, they're a second apart. Are they gonna no, they both have to pit and they both have to go for fastest lap. And if they don't, they should have a spe- They should have a set of special sticky tyres just for fastest lap and they've got to use it at some point going in the back race to al- one lap. We're going back to ultra softs again. Even soft, Mag- like, Magna soft, so soft they're like so soft they're liquid liquid tyres <laughs> Mr Softs once they take them out of the warmers they just go they just spray the they come in and they just spray them on yeah brilliant nah fastest lap shit <laughs> it's just what's I mean, the it's just... point oh, really oh, oh, slowest lap that would describe Max Verstappen's <laughs> lap when he was trying to stop Bottas from getting the fastest lap he slowed down by three seconds to try and interfere with it it's worth 15 points and you can't be in the top 10 you have to be in the bottom 10 to get it. It's worth 15 points. Slowest lap. Are you part of Mazepin's management? <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. You have to be between 10 and 15th. Ooh. Oh, my God. Okay. Good. Well, <laughs> it's, it's no more convoluted than a sprint race, for God's sake. That's it from us. It's goodbye to Phil Tromans. Goodbye. We haven't had time to talk about the world's most efficient engine. You're going to see a lot of that branding this weekend because apparently that's F1's new thing. The the V6 hybrid is the world's most efficient engine. It says so on a billboard. It must be true. And to Terry Saunders. We haven't had time to talk about it. Last night I discovered, slightly drunkenly at 1am, that 999 with Michael Burke did a whole episode about Johnny Herbert's crash <laughs> and reconstructions and everything. And fuck me, it's amazing. <laughs> so head to our Twitter for everyone's sake. And I did lots of screenshots. <laughs> of, I was quite drunk of the whole thing. So you don't need to watch it. You just need to read through my tweets, which have not got many likes. They should do this instead of Drive to Survive. They should just do really bad budget recreations of Burke, great F1 moments. Michael Burke should host Drive to Survive. <laughs> <laughs> or Nicholas Witchell. Or that bloke we who are does... just waiting. Who's that American guy? Sheriff John Bunnell. They should get him in. And to me, Spanners, I haven't had time to talk about how you can follow me at Spanners Ready. And I haven't really had time to talk about how I love this podcast and this is the only other Formula One podcast I ever recommend to people. Aww. So if you're not listening to Missed Apex please uh, continue supporting these guys because they need to be encouraged to keep doing what they're doing. I once recommended a podcast. Did you? It was a private eye one that Matt does. It's very good. (laughs) We'll be back next week to discuss the Brazilian Grand Prix in Brazil. In the meantime, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash for F1 sake and follow us on Twitter at for F1's sake. Terry, where can people buy stuff? Um, I believe it's mistapex.com forward slash shop. Thanks for listening. See you in a fortnight week. I've been Chica Perez. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. That's bad. Thank you. Before we do the, the fade out, thank you very much for doing it. It's very kind. Yeah. We do like, we do like um, other podcasts. Yeah, we like to help I... out the smaller, the smaller rivals whenever yeah. we can. Podcast Network.